Hi, and welcome back to C. Myers Live. My name is Brian McHenry, and I'm a principal with C. Myers Corporation. And I'm Lisa Camper, a vice president with C. Myers. So today uh, we're going to talk a lot about process improvement, and it's not a not a new topic, but it continues to come up more and more in strategic planning processes, especially as the environment continues to move, you know, rapidly. And there's more and more focus on how can we be more efficient, you know, thinking about our business efficiencies while also understanding that consumer expectations for how they go about their business is being more and more influenced with less clicks, less time and faster, you know, faster movement, faster time to market. And so want to really dive into process improvement, some of what we're seeing in terms of organizations and how they approach this, what's working and what are some of the things to consider. So Lisa, maybe yeah, as we kick off here, you know, starting high level, like what, you know, reference some of the strategic reasons why, but what are some of the other strategic reasons or, or connections you're seeing when it comes to process improvement? The, what I'm seeing out there is a need to really get this embedded in the culture. And they, when you talk to organizations, they say things like, well, yeah, in this area or this pocket of the organization, they're doing a lot of different process improvements, but they haven't found the secret sauce to like, how do we really penetrate across the organization to make this a part of what we do day in and day out, that it's not just overhauling big processes like the mortgage process, but that it's in people's thinking and habits when they're looking at why am I still printing out these paper receipts, whatever it may be, or why are we using eight different spreadsheets in this process? So, you know, to um, what I'm hearing kind of in summary, just as adding on the strategic need is really the idea of culture. So process improvement has been there. You know, what we've seen sometimes is it's more about a singular process. And what you're talking about is taking it from a singular process to it's a mindset. People have curiosity. They're asking why they're looking for the opportunities. And that's the culture that they really start to, to start to take and run with. So, you know, as there's a, a culture, so start start getting people asking why the, mm -hmm. the eight different spreadsheets or why do we have paper here? So then then what? Like if that's the idea of what you're working towards, like what are some of the the steps or the outcomes of how do we get to the why? but also see the benefits of asking why from the process improvement. Yeah, it's a, um, one of the pieces of like really getting it embedded in the culture is helping to spread the word of process improvement. So what we find is important is like having some skills at the organization to help drive process improvement. And part of that is finding a common methodology, nailing down a common language, building up the brand of process improvement, because, you know, depending on what level you're working at, you hear process improvement, just like you might hear artificial intelligence now, and it, it gets a little bit of a panic of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to my job or my role? So building a really positive brand for it and then marketing like, to the rest of the organization, look at how much time we're saving, look at the dollars that we're saving as an organization, look at the member experience we're now able to provide, and how much more satisfied you feel at the end of the day as an employee not having to do all those non-value-added activities. 
So the the branding piece is really critical. So an, an internal marketing campaign to show the benefits mm-hmm. of process improvement. Because I agree, sometimes there can be fear, trepidation. You know, as we work with organizations and people wonder about that. But a lot of times, what leaders are saying is like, I I wish people wouldn't have that mindset because what it's actually more about is let's get rid of the non-value add pieces that our employees and our team members are really having to do so they can focus on stuff that might be more interesting or challenging or more fun and maybe more directly member serving rather than I need to, you know, multiple times a day do this one step that actually do we even need that step. And so, you know, again, leaders really trying to look from look at it from that mindset. So um, you talked about from a skill perspective, what are some of the other key components that are really important? If you start to get people really excited about process improvement, what you'll have to start to recognize is like, how do you manage all the process improvements going on? And so you need some sort of structure in place to monitor the process improvements, make sure that the overlap, like if there is overlap, that you're connecting the dots on that front. But just like people have with their project management process, they've got the tracking, they're looking at the portfolio, some way for people to submit ideas and move quickly or at the pace that, you know, scope of a process improvement calls for um, to make sure that they're, they've got that structure in there, um, ultimately to support the culture that they're trying to build. What, so on that piece, in terms of the structure, I can imagine there's a lot of different ways to go about that structure. What what are some of the different approaches that you've seen that have been successful? So one of the approaches could be like a really formal approach from the sense of you've got your project management office who's highly skilled at executing on projects. You could think of it as a process improvement office or a business process improvement unit who works closely with that, um, the project managers, where they're really running the portfolio of process improvements that you're doing right now. You call them in when you need highly skilled facilitators to drive process improvement on some of the big processes. So if you're looking to move the needle and have you know trained folks in there, that'd be one approach. Another approach is start doing some high-level education. I think when people think about process improvement, they think about all the the Visio maps or the post-its on the wall and days long of an experience to go through, but just getting people to do the why to the power of five. So why are we using these spreadsheets? Well, you know, the common answer, we've always done it that way. Well, why did we do it that way? Well, the core system 10 years ago couldn't support this process. And you get to the conclusion, ultimately, you have the right system in place. Now you can start to eliminate that. So some of those um, lower level things, but giving people some high level education to start infiltrating. Hit on a couple of different ways of going about it. So from a formal department to, again, going back to just that education and the the curiosity, some of the mindset in the organization. What what are things where uh, you know, organization thinking about going down this path on process improvement, really trying to make a, you know, this a big piece of their culture. What are some of like the minimum expectations or must have in order to make it successful? Mm-hmm. I It lines up well with any strategic initiative in an organization is that if you don't have a really engaged senior team that's going to support 
the resources to spend time on this and the focus that it requires and that they're showing up in this just alongside, you know, frontline staff, um, it's it's not going to go well. So I think it has to start from the top and you have to have that buy-in at that level and that ownership um, at that level to make it really successful. And then uh, another component would be a really clear objective. So we are gonna spend the, the time and resources on this. What do we wanna see at the end of the day? What's our, what's our overall objective if we are successful at getting to that culture of continuous process improvement? Yeah, you've got a team that's bought in. You've got objectives. What if if an organization, let's say even before that, you know, they there's buy-in at the senior team and the objective, but there's a sense of we need to go down this path. What what are some questions leaders could ask themselves that would be helpful just as like a high-level assessment of where are we in this process? How and how valuable would it be? So one just general question would be, how successful have we been with process improvement in the past? I in Many places have dabbled in it, and there's always that question at the end of the day of like, well, we did all this mapping. Did we actually get the results from this process improvement? Did we execute on it? So I think just recognizing what the successes or lack of successes have been historically. Some other questions would be, where are process improvement ideas coming from? So if people are bringing them up today, are they coming from the managers or the VPs, or are you hearing them from the frontline staff? So are you hearing them across the organization at all levels? Using strategy as a decision filter. So again, as these ideas come in, how are they prioritized? And are you using your strategy as a decision filter when you're saying, yes, let's spend time on this, this, and this, but right now these don't align with our strategic initiatives. These other ones are more important. And then uh, a really important thing, and this is so critical to the, the service industry, is as you're looking at processes, are you looking at every step through not only the eyes of the customer, but also the eyes of the employees? Because at the end of the day, both of those experiences from a member retention and a talent retention perspective are important in this to be successful yeah that's uh, that's great and there's one on that last question just one thing i want to hit on that i'm looking at it through the eyes of the members looking at it through the eyes of the customers and the employees you know a lot, a lot of times um, when we're working with organizations they'll talk a lot about journey mapping which is another kind of idea around process improvement but it's let's understand from the the customer's perspective what's happening and that's a really valuable piece. It's incomplete, though, in, in what we see, because there will be these changes that will be made that will enhance member experience. And in many cases, it will come at the expense of the employee side and the employee satisfaction. And because of that, that to your point, are we getting the lift? The lift from the, the overall change in the process doesn't happen because it was sort of a, a work a work shift. Now you might say that's okay because it's your employees. And if your objective is to be more efficient overall and improve member experience, you're really not accomplishing the full objective there. So that's just one thing I really want to hit. The other thing I want to hit too is there's, you know, with artificial intelligence, it, there's so much focus coming out on artificial intelligence, more and more focus on where can we automate because we need to get more efficient. 
And so organizations will go down that path of trying to automate. And then of course, starting where does AI fit in and make that, that better? One of the challenges that we see with that is organizations are automating things they shouldn't even be doing. So if you're not going through first to understand what the opportunities are and the non-value add pieces are, you might be committing resources and time to automate things that actually you don't need. So start here and, I, and you'll see more of a lift sooner than you would if you automated a process because you're gonna get rid of something that might actually help the customer and the employee. So we've, we've you know, talked about a lot you know, in terms of the culture of continuous process improvement and you know, many, many organizations are trying to look at how do we make things better? How do we make things better for the customer? How do we make things better for the employees? One of the things to think about on this, if you really want to make this a culture, is like making it your superpower, making it a core competency. That's where you can really start to see the benefits and the efficiencies, especially as there's lots of pressure out there from a financial perspective. It can also feel really big. You know, we're talking culture, and culture is a big thing to manage. So we talked about a few different components. Lisa, can you just, again, to summarize here, what, what are the three major components that organizations can think about when it comes to creating that culture of continuous process improvement? So the the three major components I'd say are having the and building the process improvement skills and competencies in-house, getting that common language and methodology, and then creating a structure to help select, prioritize, align resources, and make sure the execution is happening on the process improvements. And then the, the last components, driving and monitoring that culture of continuous process improvement. Again, that marketing to the organization. Here's how much time we're saving. Here's how much of a better experience it is for you, for the employees. Great, great. Well, appreciate everyone's time today. As always, if you have questions, please feel free to reach out. We'd love to talk with you. Otherwise, we hope you have a great day.